What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Lars. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencio. Welcome back, everybody. This is a, a huge episode, huge, huge episode here. Let's just, let's kick it off. We, we had a little story poll today. Let's just get this out of the way before we get into the, the, the massive content we got. So we uh, posted a story asking everybody's thoughts on Utopia. Um, vast majority of you guys was uh, My Eyes by Travis Scott, of course. A few guys um, also were Fiend and others like that. Shout out the Young Bull. Shout out Trent. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I felt like that was pretty much a cons- uh, consensus there. I've seen telekinesis, you know, on the internet and stuff. Nobody said mm-hmm. that, but I feel like the, those were the consensus three. So, yeah, I was just watching Hive Mind. They had a video and it was Hive Mind feud. They did a poll uh, on their Discord and their Patreon asking fans different questions. And one of them was, what's either your favorite or the best Travis Scott song? And they did the top five most popular answers. They tried to guess and they were like, we're not guessing anything off Utopia. Like mm-hmm. nobody's saying that. My eyes was like number four, I think so. And it wasn't like, oh, it's the fourth. They were like, the fourth most people said it was their number one. I was like, Eesh. some recency bias there, but I'm not mad at it. So no, I th- I think it's gonna be one of the ones like it like it's gonna it doesn't seem like already. It, I mean, it already seems like it's you know a top Travis Scott song, and I'm sure with age, it's just gonna get better. So for sure, great song. We've both been loving it. I put it as the audio on the IG post today. Go show that small if you haven't already. Um, yeah, try to listen something different with that post. Let me know what you guys think on that. Okay, I think we should just get into it. Today, you know, has been one of those episodes that we have been really talking about since we started the podcast, truly. Like, this is one of our favorite things to talk about. Our concert memories, our favorite moments, favorite people we've seen. We haven't really talked about it as much on the podcast, though. You know, we've been waiting for that one banger episode. And it's finally here. It felt like the perfect time. I just saw my 100th set. So I'll, I've been saying 100th concert, you know, there's some gray yeah. area there. Lollapalooza, I count every set as a concert because to me it is, you know, you're seeing basically the same set you would see at their own show, potentially a little bit shorter, but just a different setting. So if we're talking how many concerts, like different places I've gone that is 26. So still 26 different concerts, you know, but a hundred people. Some of those are repeats. In today's list, I will not be doing any repeats. Um, I didn't know how to feel about that, but I kind of wanted to give 10 people their thing. Although there are a couple that, you know, might have had multiple instances where they could have made the top 10. But um, yeah, like we mentioned last week, this week will be my top 10. Next week will be Elijah's top 10. So you're not going to want to miss his either. You know, he's been a lot of long louds, seen a lot of good ones, but let's get into mine today. Excited to talk about these. Let's kick it off here. Number 10, I got Lupe Fiasco. You know, this is one that you might not expect. I saw Lupe Fiasco last year at Summerfest in Milwaukee. It was just a random show I caught. I you know, was going with my family. I wasn't like, I'm going to see Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. Uh-huh. Like my family was like, well, Fest. I was like, Lupe Fiasco's there. Like, okay. I really enjoy Lupe Fiasco's music. And to me, he's like one of the best. Like when I hear his music, I'm just like, wow, he has such a crazy pen game. Good flows, just great rapper. Like he is one of the best rappers. And that was so clear. Like when I saw him perform live, he was really just put on a masterclass, like actually rapping all these lyrics playing all the hits for the most part the crowd went crazy for the show goes on and you know the real popular ones but 
he has so many just other great hits, you know, Superstar, Daydreaming, like Hip Hop Saved My Life. Oh, those are going crazy. Yeah. So uh, for the real ones, he definitely played some of the deep cuts. It was right after he dropped his album last year. So he only played one song off of that because he didn't want to play the new stuff because nobody do it, which I respect because sometimes they play all new stuff and the crowd just doesn't get into it as Is much. It but he knew exactly what he was doing. So number 10, Lupe Fiasco. Big W there. Um, I I feel like he falls under the radar, but like he's like one of them guys. Like, I mean, you can't talk about Chicago rap without, without him, of course. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, just, I feel like underrated almost. I, yeah, that's, the, that's correct there. He's definitely underrated. So W pick there. 100%. I agree. He's definitely like very high up there on my all-time rankings. And I feel like he might not be for a lot of people, but he is on mine. So gotta show him his love. Number nine, I got Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty, this is December 2016. This is like your, I feel like one of your, I, there's just going to be like a good mix of like moments that happen or who had the best set during that time or just certain songs. But this is like just a crazy ass moment. So I'll let you get into that. Yeah, this is definitely one, like you said, where a moment puts it up higher. You know, I like Lil Yachty. I like the songs, but I would say I like Lupe's music more. But Lil Yachty concert was just better. It was just a better experience. <laughs> so this was, you know, one of the only concerts I ever went to at ISU while I was at Illinois State. You know, there weren't too many rap concerts that came to town. You know, Juice World, The Baby, and Lil Yachty, I think, were the only three I went to. Lil Yachty was the first one, though. It was in December. It was 2016. You know, we got peak Lil Yachty here, basically. Uh -huh. No, I won't even say peak. I, that's, he's... that's the time you'd want to see him. Like, 2016. It... I would agree, but I wouldn't say peak. Like, he's probably at his peak right now, if we're being honest. But um, definitely, like, the very, very start of the rise of Lil Yachty. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was super wild that he was just in Bloomington randomly. It was a winter night. There was... I don't remember there was snow on the ground, but it was freezing. Uh -huh. And this is like when I was early in my concert days and I've always been a grinder, but I was like, okay, you know, how many people are really going to like wait in line for the little Yachty? Like, I don't know. So I think we got in line maybe I'd say an hour and a half before doors opened, maybe like not that crazy, yeah, but a, a good little bit. And there was probably only like, 30 people ahead of us in line. Like it was like, okay, this is, we're about to get a good spot, but it was such a young crowd. You know, it was like a Lollapalooza S crowd people of Bloomington. There's so many high schools. There's so many kids, college kids as well, obviously, but there's high schools there as well. And there were so many high school kids there. And then there was like a group of them ahead of us. And they kept just having people like their friends jump in line. I was like, Oh my God. Like I was down horrendous. I was like, Oh, we're going to be in the back. But we ended up being in like the third row probably when the concert started and you know he played all his hits at that time you know one night minnesota broccoli you were like okay yeah, Lil Yachty, great set list choice yeah. uh and then he played like random songs like basically his djs played music while he was out there you know he played like i remember he played like uh you know mad city just like a bunch of like popular songs and that was cool too because it was just like wow like we're just vibing out here with Lil Yachty. but the best moment of the show came when he was just playing those songs he just was walking around the audience and he was taking people's phones. I think I was like the second phone he took, but he took a selfie of him uh, on my phone. But I don't know what happened, but for some reason there was no volume on any of my videos in that show. Jeez. I don't know if I was covering the microphone. Yeah, probably. 
or what, but I feel like that hasn't been a thing like at all since then. So I don't know why it was that one time, but yeah, those videos just no audio, but Lil Yachty held my iPhone 5S. So he probably felt poor that day, but yeah, he did. Hey, iPhone 5S, that was, that was still solid at the time, you know? It's not, not nothing bad. crazy. It's probably like an XR nowadays. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. My last note I'll say about the Liliati concert, that was probably the sweatiest I've ever been in my life. I was, it was the winter, so, you know, you were dressed to be outside. Bad news in that small venue. But anyway, what's good on here? Number eight, I got Vince Staples. The second time I saw him, Vince Staples was actually the first concert I ever went to. That time did not make the list. The second time did. The first time I saw him was at Pygmalion Festival in Champaign. You know, it was a little bit of a different crowd. It wasn't like, they all oh, everybody's here for Vince. This was a Vince Staples show. Everybody was there for Vince Staples. So the crowd was just way more into it. His set list was a little bit more curated for that versus a festival in central Illinois. Like, you know, he just played some basic songs then. And that was still early in his career. I was 2016, so he didn't have as much out. Uh, as he did this is after big fish theory so you know he had way better production way more just advanced in his career and i'm sure you know now it's even better like when i saw him at lyrical lemonade it is but uh that wasn't his own show i'm sure his own show is way more uh just developed anyway my main takeaway from this show was i did the meet and greet the meet and greet was only like a hundred dollars maybe or 75 dollars like it was like that felt so cheap to be able to go you know, meet Vince Staples, get a picture with Vince Staples, do whatever. So I did it. Me and my boy Chalky, we did it. You got early access in the venue too. And so it was like all this for $75. Like that's a steal. I think the ticket was only 25 or 35. So it was like a hundred dollars for the whole thing. Crazy value. That to me is like one of the best values of any show I've probably ever been to. We'll get into the best though in a little bit. Uh, so I did the meet and greet with Vince Staples and I'm the first one in line. And in that moment, like, so many things are going through my head. Like you shake his hand, you dap him up. Uh-huh. And I also like never know how to introduce myself. Like, am I Jonathan? Am I Johnny? You know, like who, um, who am I? You know, I don't remember what I really said, but I dapped. I, no, no, I shook his hand. I shook his hand. That's going to come back. <laughs> and he said something along the lines of like, uh, I don't know. His something about my handshake was like, gave him cop vibes and i was like i don't like that oh damn <laughs> I, i've never heard that before said so you're an op damn no it, it wasn't really like that bad though i forget exactly how he worded it because it wasn't like you're an op like it was like it was just <laughs> yeah. like firm and then uh his manager Corey, was there and so he's like Corey, shake his hand <laughs> so i shake Corey's hand and he's like you play football I was like, people people assume that for whatever reason. I don't know if it's my build or what, but they're like, you put football? I'm like, no. Uh, but he's like, I was like, no, I don't play football. He's like, does your dad shake hands like that? I was like, I don't know. He's like, do you not know your dad? I'm like, no, I don't shake hands with my dad. Like, I don't know. And that was the end of our interaction, but very memorable interaction. I forgot some little details about it, but just in general, it was just like, wow, what a art it was like i got the humor out of vince staples which is like something that i'm sure not everybody got so it was good even though it was maybe like maybe making fun of me but it was good yeah no that's like something very memorable um to take away versus you know just like daffing up and then just taking your pick and continuing on so yeah 
I mean, you, you do got op in your blood. We both have op in our blood, so we do. <laughs> so yeah, good experience there for sure. That's the one where like the moment really makes it above some of these other ones uh, that might have better music. All right, let's get number seven here. This just happened. We got Kendrick Lamar here slotted in at number seven. Kendrick, I before this, I really thought, oh my gosh, I just realized somebody's not on my list. Pusha T. Sheesh. Pusha T has to be on this list. Pusha T is going above Vince Staples. Everybody else is getting slotted down one. Lil Yachty, or excuse me, Lupe Fiasco. I'm sorry, you were number 11. You are the honorable mention. Uh, Pusha T, though, has to be on this list. I was just thinking about him because I was going to say, Pusha T is the best rapper I've seen live. Like, watching Pusha T rap, you're just like, wowed he is just so great of a rapper live he's rapping everything word for word he's rapping with fans so push T had to be here push T at number eight okay so now we got Kendrick Lamar at number seven like I said he is probably second to push T at rapping live mm-hmm. watching Kendrick just put on a master class of rapping he's just going crazy with the bars doing his thing my only complaint was he stayed like towards the back of the stage at Lollapalooza. So it was kind of tough to see him. He's already, you know, a little bit smaller of a guy and the energy was good, but it wasn't, you know, what I've seen from other people. And it's not necessarily that I expect that from Kendrick. So it was probably as good as you can get from Kendrick. Like I don't expect Kendrick to be going like Travis Scott going crazy on stage, you know, getting the mosh pits going and all that kind of stuff. So Kendrick really did what Kendrick does. And it was great. Like he had a crazy set list. And I think my only other complaint is he did not play family ties. So he can't be any higher. If you would have played family ties, you would run up baby Keem. We're looking at a top five easy here, but those things did not happen. Those are just wishful thinking. So we got Kendrick Lamar at number seven. That's a big W there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm going to keep, keep opinions to myself and everything on a lot of these because you know, they, they could make my list. So, I mean, y'all just have to tune in next week. Okay. At number six, I just mentioned him. Kendrick wasn't getting the crowd turned like him. I got Travis Scott. Travis Scott at number six feels right. It feels almost low. I remember when I left this concert, I was like, anytime Travis Scott goes on tour again, I'm going. Uh, Since then, I have grown up and I'm like, I'm not trying to be in the pits going crazy like that anymore. But in that moment, you know, at 19 years old, I was like, oh my God, this is the craziest concert I've ever been to. And it maybe was at that time, but you know, it was good in hindsight, but not at the level of some of these other ones. He did a crazy set. People were getting pulled out of the pit seconds after he came out. He came out to the ends. It was on the birds tour. I knew it was going to be just a crazy experience because Khalid opened up for him and people were like moshing for Khalid. Like they were trying to get to the front and I was in like the second row for this whole thing. So I'm getting pushed around for like damn near two hours before Travis Scott actually comes out. So uh, that was just crazy in itself. But when he actually came out, that was just a war. I don't remember what shoes I was wearing, but I remember my shoelaces just kept coming untied. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, like this is a nightmare. And at one point, I think somebody tripped on my shoelaces and it caused like a domino effect where 
people started falling on top of each other and I was like on the top of it. So I was able to pop back up real quick mm-hmm. and I kind of boxed out and tied my shoes real quick, double knotted them. I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, that was like, I was scared for my life in it's that different. pit. So yeah. it really is. Um, I also saw uh, Caleb Swanigan, RIP, Purdue basketball player, NBA player. He was there in the pit, seven foot. You know, he was very easy to see. Uh, sure, he was not getting pushed around. He was probably doing the boxing out, um, but he was a little bit further in the back. You could see over, but he, he doesn't need to be close, I guess. But RIP, what a dog. What a dog I he forgot, was. Yeah, I Purdue. forgot he died. Yeah. yeah. That, that man was different. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, Travis Scott, he's one where I feel like I gained so much appreciation for a couple songs, like after seeing them live, random one that I always go back to. I feel like every show, I go to, I have that one song that I take away that I'm like, oh, this hits a little bit different now. Travis Scott, randomly, it's Lose off of Birds. I love Lose, and I think it's just because he did it live, and I was like, wow, this is this is really good. The best video I got at the show, I was getting pushed around so many, and they're just like such shaky iPhone 5S camera, and like they're terrible videos. The best one I got was green and purple, which is just such a random track to have like a good video of, but it was like a little bit more chill, like, cause it was newer and people didn't know it as much as like some of the really hype ones. So I was able to just like stand there, zoom uh-huh. in a little bit and get a video, but oh yeah, yeah that, that one was war. That's one thing I, I'm just so appreciative. I'm, I'm fucking working cell phones and just upgrade phones every year. Like my, my camera game at these concerts is it's different. So Mm -hmm. I got to get in your level one day, one day we'll see. Number five, chance the rapper. I've seen chance rapper many times, but the time I'm going to go with, it has to be the first time I saw him at magnificent coloring day, his festival in Chicago. I think this was the worst seats I had for chance. No question. It was in the white Sox stadium and we were in, the stands of the baseball field, mm-hmm. you know, you're pretty far away. You're really like seeing him, but you're not, you can't actually see him. You just know it's him on the stage and yeah. see the screens and you're yeah. like, you see right. an object up there. Yeah. But man, seeing chance the first time he'd been my favorite rapper for a minute. And it was just one of those things where you're like, this is really him in real life. There's so many of those people on this list where like, they just weren't real people to me until I saw them in real life. You're just like, you know, they're like a godlike figure uh-huh, at yeah. some point. Like they're people that you're listening to every day, but until you see them like in real life, it's just like, it's different. And so see chance the first time I'll never forget it. Uh, he had a great set list. It was in Chicago. It was at the stadium. He grew up going to games at. he put on this festival with all these other great artists and it was a cheap ticket. It just seemed like that embodied everything Chance was doing at that time, like putting on for the people. You know, he uh-huh. was doing the, the social work stuff, getting back to the schools. It just felt like he was always, you know, doing things for the community. And although we're not like from Chicago, you know, from the area, so we're able to go to things like that. Uh, the other one I would reference is his Parade of the Poles, where he did a little concert, had a couple other people perform, and then everybody walked to the polls so people could vote or register to vote or whatever. Uh, I didn't live in Chicago, so I couldn't vote. But that one almost passed this one because I was like in the front or second row for this one. And that was definitely a better like seeing chance experience, but it was just a shorter set. So it really doesn't compare 
Um, although he did like, he literally pointed at me and it's on video and I have the picture of him pointing and I was like, wow, like chance the rapper. Oh my God. I was going crazy. So yeah, I was definitely geeking that day. Um, but yeah, if you know me, you know how much love I have for chance. So, you know, if I have people above chance, like if they were doing their thing, it's yeah. So let's get into one of those people or should I say some of those people here with number four, we got Brock Hampton, big W. Brockhampton, I saw in Indianapolis. It was like February after the saturations draft, so February 2018. And this was probably the most I've ever waited in line for a concert. I think I waited in line for like six or seven hours, and it was so cold. Like, I thought the Lil Yachty concert waiting in line for that was going to be the coldest I ever experienced or ever like grinded for. It was Brockhampton. It was so cold. I was with my college roommate, Levi, and we just kept taking turns for a little bit where the other person would go to Starbucks and get a drink and then bring a, like a hot chocolate back for the other person. And then we just rotate. But it was just like unbearable. We met these guys in line though, and they ended up being the real MVPs. We were talking to them in line for a little while, like early in the day, probably, you know, by three o'clock. You know, we're already in line for the concert. It starts at seven or eight or whatever. And they've been behind us for a little bit. And then eventually they realize that they have uh, early access. Like they get early entry. They paid extra forward on like Ticketmaster or whatever, but they were going to be able to get in a little bit early. And so we had to wait with the normal line, whatever. But then they saw us and they were, come up here and they like grabbed us and brought us to the front with them. And I was Sheesh. like, these guys are the real MVPs. So shout out to them. Yeah, seeing Brockhampton was crazy live. This was the peak Brockhampton era. This was, you know, before Sugar, before all the big hits. This was like when it was just like the cult-like following, like yeah. all the OGs. Everybody was going crazy. And the energy that they had was just so different at that time. The energy that the crowd had at that time was just so different. You know, before the show even, as we were getting into the line, we were walking from my car, which was like a couple blocks away. I saw a guy skateboarding and I said, Oh, that's a mirror. I just knew it was a mirror. And Levi was like, nah, you know, whatever. We get a little bit closer. It's a mirror. And we're like, Oh my God. Amir was my favorite member of Brockhampton. So seeing him live or like meeting him, skateboard I guess was live, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing him skateboard. I was like, Oh, wow, this is wild. And uh, so we got a picture with him, like on a Ram street quarter in Indianapolis. Then we got in line, uh, for all those hours but at least like we already were riding that high and as we were walking back from seeing amir actually we saw joba in the parking lot and we were like oh like whatever like uh, we should have got a picture with joba yeah, i know that's but, crazy yeah <laughs> but we just wanted to get in line and we were like ah oh, whatever but sorry joba i would have got a picture with you i should have got a picture with you i regret it to this day anyway yeah so they they killed the show they played star like five times at least to end the show and that was crazy. That was shortly after Travis Scott did like the, he put goosebumps like 17 times or something. Uh, so I was like, oh, I could never, I would never want to see a song that many times. And then they did it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially when it's like the end of the show and it's just like, okay, they're just go, doing a little extra. So that was definitely cool. So uh, never got to see Brockhampton again. I had tickets to see them on their last tour or what was supposed to be the last tour before the breakup. So unfortunately, 
that was canceled. That did not happen, but I was definitely looking forward to that because it had been a couple of years. I wanted to see him on that last tour, but you know, hopefully one day they do that reunion tour or something. Cause I think that definitely be a special moment. Yeah. I mean, we'll be there once it happens. So mm-hmm. damn, I just read it on baby Keem on this list either, but I don't know if you, I I'm fine with who I have above him. Anyway, shout out to baby Keem. I was just taking a look who I got coming. Number three, I got the weekend, the weekend at Lollapalooza. This was different. This is another one of those like people that I've been listening to weekend since I was, you know, in eighth grade when I heard him on crew love on take care. And so then after that, I heard some of his own songs and I was just like, Oh my God, this guy's different. Mm -hmm. Like I loved the weekend. And I feel like, there was a point where people were like, oh, you're gay for like the weekend. Like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm trying to listen to Two Chains. I'm trying to listen to Meek Mill. You know, I love all those guys. <laughs> yeah. But some people were just trying to hate. And I was always a big fan of the weekend. And so seeing him, this is the only time I've ever seen him. He was one of those people. And this statement is even truer now than it was then. But I was like, I'm not paying for like floor seats for the weekend because that's too expensive. I'm going to just go to Lala and grind it out and get a good spot. I can't even imagine how much floor seats are for him now, especially in like a city like Chicago uh-huh. where he has so many fans, but I'm sure it's crazy. I was thinking if he comes back to Lala, like people would be running to those gates when they open for him, but seeing him live was different. It was after my dear melancholy. So that was like, he had gotten through the pop phase, you know, the star boy beat behind the madness. And then we got my dear melancholy. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, this is like kind of back to that classic uh, weekend feeling that I just loved and just grew up on, basically. So I was excited to see what he was going to play. He came out to pray for me off of Black Panther, which was that was kind of dope. He had like a big head on the set and it like opened up and he like walked out of it. Tough to explain, but I'll, I'll put a picture in or something. It was very cool. Seeing him live. He had the best vocals of anybody I've ever seen live. Like when you hear him on a song, you obviously recognize he can sing, but you don't know what of that is like a hundred percent real or, you know, obviously anybody can sound good with auto tune and all these different, you know, tools they have available now, but he sounds just like that in person. Like it actually blew my mind. I had a really good spot for this. I was probably in like the, you know, some fifth row I'll say, so definitely a good spot. It was Logic right before him. So I was like, okay, I'll get a good spot for Logic too. And then push up for the weekend when the Logic people start to leave, which has always been the play. That's that's my tip. If you don't take anything else away, get there at least set before the person you really want to see. And then when the people from that set leave, you do that push. You were juking, you were doing your thing. You're getting a good spot, trust. But yeah, I don't know what I'll say about the weekend other than it was everything I could have hoped for, I think. There's just that's a couple all, here that are a little bit above it. That's always the best when, you know, it's just, you've been waiting since fucking, like you said, like eighth grade nearly. And now, and now you're here and it lived up to the expectation. So. Mm-hmm. For sure. I guess my only thing would be, I wish you would have played a couple more older songs, but you know, what can he do? He, he did a couple and, you know, he did house of balloons, glass table girls. And I was like, okay, that's, that's everything I needed. So. And, <laughs> That's why we're finding him at the number three spot, not the number one. <laughs> exactly. Number two, Tyler, the creator at Lollapalooza. I've seen Tyler three times. 
I saw him at Chances Festival. I saw him in St. Louis. And then the most recent time at Lollapalooza. And I think this is the one I chose to go with just because I've grown to like his albums more and more every time. Like the second most recent time I saw him was right after Flower Boy. I love Flower Boy. But since then, you know, he's put out Igor, which is, I don't even want to know where I would put it in my top albums, but it's up there. And then Call Me If You Lost. And this was just after Call Me If You Lost, like um, under a month after it dropped. So going into it, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to know the words. Like, I don't know how it's going to be. But then when he comes out there, you're just like, oh my God. And he had grown so much in popularity and just like, his presence just felt different. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was so cool seeing him in St. Louis in this small venue, you know, with the calm or with the flower boy songs. But then when he, you know, he has his own stadium tours for calling for lost and Igor and, you know, he has his own festival camp Flogna, So he's just grown so much since then. I guess he had camp Flogna then too, but you know, whatever it's grown too. So anyway, seeing Tyler come out that day, was just different. He came out, he got dressed, you know, that was cool. He put on his like Confia Lost type outfit. He ran through a bunch of those songs. Then he went back to some of the OG songs, which I was like, oh, I was there for that. He went through She, Troncat, Yonkers, Beamer, Tamale, and IFHY, which, you know, are all great songs. And definitely some of the best from his early years there. And I'm on setlist.fm, which if you don't know what that is, you got to get on that. That's just like all the uh, setlist artists have ever performed, basically. But they're like fan uploaded. But it says that was the first time he played Beamer since 2016. So for over five years, that was the first time I played it. It's a great song, too. So it was very cool to see that. But then the best moment, no question, was he like ran off the stage for a little bit. The lights went black then you hear igor's theme start playing and i'm like if he comes out in the suit and the wig like i'm gonna lose my mind and i was nearing tears at that point like seeing him he did like the little run he did a little dance i was like oh my god like igor one of my favorite albums of all time so seeing him not only perform those songs but perform those songs like as igor yeah i was like oh this is different so he ran through you know new magic wand earthquake i think all those songs and then he ended it with run it up which i was like that's the perfect outro vibe type song so yeah he might have the best set list of anybody i've seen like that was basically perfection i would say because he went through the newer stuff the older stuff and everything in between that was like wow that's really you know essential to his career so yeah he killed it and i feel like he's also a very good performer because he talks throughout yeah, the sets. like you know so. he's just a very charismatic person and the crowd was just vibing it was just a great show so gotta go with tyler at number two very excited to get here into my number one all right the moment you've all been waiting for my number one concert i've ever attended kanye west at Magnificent Coloring Day, Chances Festival in Chicago. So this is one that requires a little bit of backstory. This was supposed to be the first concert I ever went to, Magnificent Coloring Day. You know, I just graduated high school, tickets for this dropped. And when I saw the lineup for this, you know, basically mini festival, I was like, oh my God, like I have to be there. This has to be my first concert. Chance the Rapper, my favorite artist. Tyler the Creator, 
loved him. Young Thug, Lil Uzi Vert, Two Chains, Lil Wayne, John Legend, uh, Francis and the Lights, Alicia Keys. There might be more than that, but Skrillex. It's a crazy day already. And then it said at the bottom, and special guests. And you're like, who is this going to be? And everybody's mind immediately goes, it's got to be Kanye West, right? Then, you know, me being the little investigator I am, I found out, you know, Kanye's got a show in Memphis that day. All right, it's not going to be Kanye. I don't know who's going to be, but I'll take anybody. It's already a stack set list. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. And also it wasn't like clear if it meant this person could have their own set or is it going to be just people are bringing out special guests, which is, you know, kind of common at a festival, especially, you know, Chance's first festival in his hometown. You're, you know, thinking, okay, he'll, he'll do some, uh, some guests here and just make it a very special moment. Whatever. We get to the festival. Francis and the lights is the first one to perform. Francis and the lights, you know, cool. Didn't really know much of his music. He actually dropped his album like minutes before he came out, which that was kind of cool. So we got to see like some of those songs, but I didn't really know any of his songs. I went to his song friends. Um, so that was, you know, whatever. Then we're supposed to get either young thug or Uzi. I don't remember which one. Uzi, let's just say Uzi comes out. Young Thug was a no-show. For whatever reason, Young Thug was not there. I actually don't remember why he wasn't there, but he wasn't. So the next person we actually got to see is Uzi. This is, you know, 2016 Uzi. He was doing the hits. We were still in the stands for this. You know, it's like I said earlier, talking about Chance. So, you know, it's cool to see these people, but Tyler Crater comes out next, and we are, like, losing our minds. This is the first time we've seen Tyler. He comes out to uh, WTF right now. His like, you know, Freestyle 4 remix. So you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. He does a whole bunch of hits. Obviously, he doesn't have as much out as he does now. So he, this was before Flower Boy. So he's still playing, you know, Cherry Bomb. He's still playing uh, Goblin, Wolf, all those. So you're like, oh, this is a different side of Tyler than I've seen. I haven't seen that since, you know. I've seen little bits of it, but it wasn't the same. And then all of a sudden, I remember Tyler was just kind of like shitting on the festival a little bit. He was like, they sold seats like behind the stage, like they can't even see. But they were, I remember those tickets and they were like $30 or something like that. So you're like, okay, for 30 bucks, like you'd be there, like whatever, just to be there with the music. And then all of a sudden he like, so something about the audio is like the audio cut out, like whatever. And he just walks off stage. You're like, what? Like, was he supposed to be done? Like what happened? And you know, they just start playing music. They were playing music between all the sets, so it really wasn't anything crazy. But the song they started playing was Father Stretch My Hands Part One. And we're like, okay, you know, it's like five that's a, yeah. a banger, you know? And then all of a sudden you see somebody emerge on the stage and it's Kanye. And that is just like the craziest moment of my life. The unexpected Kanye, you know, we had been thinking it was gonna happen. Then we had convinced ourselves, no, it's not happening. And then so for it to actually happen, it was crazy. All of a sudden, though, we kind of just like looked at each other and like only a couple people had already started running onto the field. People were just coming down those steps, get on the field. But we're in like the second row of the stands. So we don't have to go very far at all. I'm with probably like six people. We hop over the little fence, get onto the field. And at that that moment just felt different. Like touching that field, like I'm not supposed <laughs> yeah. to be here. Like <laughs> this is different. All of a sudden, there's one security guard, and Johnny we're like, gets oh. tased, for fucking right. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, okay, they can't stop all of us. Like, 
it's one person. There's like hundreds. He's of making people a minimum wage. Fucking exactly. All of a sudden, I get past. You know, I hit a little like just run. You know, I didn't think they were actually gonna do anything. They grab my boy Chalky. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk him back up and then he comes back down <laughs> with the, the sea of people that do but running on to that field as father stretch my hands is playing like basically we heard the chorus while we're running and then we're like stationary in the pit basically when the verse starts and that just has to be the best moment of my life i would say and so for that reason this has to be number one it was a shorter set list we got that day, but it was the first time I saw Kanye West. He ran through all these hits. I'll give you the set list. I pulled it up, actually. So he comes down for Father Stretch My Hands Part 1. He does Part 2, which is basically just Panda, but you know uh-huh. that was cool, especially then. He did his verse on that part, which I loved that part. That was my favorite song of 2016, for sure. All Day, Underrated. He did Black Skinhead, Can't Tell Me Nothing, all falls down, gold digger, touch the sky, and ultralight beam with chance to end it. And that has to be the best song I've ever seen, best performance I've ever seen on an individual track is ultralight beam with Kanye and chance. Oh, that to me just yeah, just gave me a feeling that I can really not explain. Seeing them do that in both of their hometowns. I met Kanye West. I'm never going to feel hearing that line. It was just different. They walked off arms around each other. Just different. And then, so like I said, Chance was like the second to last person. The last person in the night is Skrillex. And so, I'm as I mentioned earlier, I'm in the stance for Chance. So you're saying you're in the field. Like, why'd you leave? The security was like, you know, if we catch people without bracelets, like you're getting kicked out. And I was like, Okay, we already saw Kanye from down here. I can walk a shame. Yeah. Yeah. So we stayed down in the field for John Legend, who brought out Common. So that was pretty cool. And then we went back up to the stands for Two Chains, Lil Wayne, Alicia Keys, Chance, and Skrillex. But all in all, that was like easily one of the best days of my life. And I would say the best moment of my life is the feeling I got from running down to see Kanye West. Like, I don't know. It's like something you can't write. You can't make it up. Like it's hard to replicate that feeling. I don't know if any other concert will ever give me that exact same feeling, but yeah, basically indescribable. I don't know. I don't know if anything I'm saying makes sense, but it was a crazy moment and something I'll remember for truly the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, obviously like that's, that's just the moment. And then like for the set list be as perfect as it is, you know, just like everything's just a culmination of just everything going perfect. So, I mean, obviously that's one that i'm there's like so many of your list that i'm just like so envious of because you yeah. know like at the, I, I didn't i didn't start going to concerts till 2021 so there's a lot that I, I gotta catch up on but i mean your list is your list is tough you know we're not comparing lists here or anything but no sheesh we got some you have some crazy moments and i got some crazy moments so i just i feel ah just such great moments here like i'm like fuck yeah um no, but that's definitely got to be top one there. Um, I remember you telling me that about at Moz, you know, in the second yeah. half of the house before, you know, we, talk, yep. we were talking about it just sitting there. So W list though, it's it's just crazy, you know, like the shit that we've experienced with music. I mean, it's. I know. And it's crazy because it's moments like that. It's feelings like that, that are the reason this exists. So we can talk about this, remember these things 
and yeah, share them with people that, you know, are interested in hearing about them, have those moments that, you know, eventually we'll have people on that can tell us about their experiences like that as well. So yeah, that's the reason this is why we do this. This has been great. And, you know, as we've mentioned earlier, we're pre-recording these. So we're about to get into your list. I'm very excited for that. Definitely come back next week for Elijah's top 10 concerts because, you know, mine's very good, but his, you know, he has a little bit less under his belt, but he's got some crazy moments as well. So you're not going to want to miss those. So definitely stay tuned. And yeah, I think that'll wrap up this week's episode. You know, I don't think there's anything else we really got to talk about, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.